1: Every business sector right now is concerned about cyber threats. The banking sector may be at the top of that list. So what are banks, large and small, doing to protect our wealth and our information? Well, they're doing probably many things behind the scenes. But a recent challenge by the Swift Institute out of London challenged teams of students to come up with new ideas about secure banking channels. Peter Ware is director of the Swift Institute. He joins us here in studio to discuss the competition. Also joining us on the phone is... Is Natalia Mikolova, who is a part of the winning team, and she's also a student at the University of Toronto. And also with me, Mukul Pandya, who is editor in chief at uh, Knowledge at Wharton. Peter, nice meeting you. Thank you for coming in. Well, thanks for having me, there. N- and Natalia, great to have you with us on the phone.
0: Yes, thanks a lot. Thank you. you.
1: Thank you, Mukul. As always, great seeing you. Thank you Dan. Peter, I, I guess I'll start with you the, the need to find solutions in this area seemingly one it feels like it's probably at the foremost of the minds of bankers these days because of all the uh, of all the potential concerns. But in terms of doing the competition, what was it that
2: that drove the Swift Institute to want to do this? Uh, well what we did with the Swift uh, the Swift Institute student challenge is we actually had launched it last year primarily for the reason of wanting to engage with students. Part of what the institute does is that we give research grants to to academics so we've been dealing with academics for, for about five years now and so we wanted to go beyond that and try and tap into some young upcoming enga- um, engaging minds and so that's what the, the reason why we launched the challenge in terms of cyber specifically we we linked this uh, challenge to a conference that we were holding called cybus in in toronto and so we thought we'd focus primarily on students at canadian universities now, we did go, uh, before the challenge started, to the Canadian banking community and ask them, what is at the forefront of your mind in terms of topic? What's keeping you awake at night that we could try and, and help you solve? Unsurprisingly, it was, it was cyber. And so they helped define the idea of trying to protect a bank's channels to its customers from cyber attack. That's the challenge that we put to students.
1: So, Natalia, you hear about this competition and, and what is running through your mind in terms of wanting to be a part of this and ideas being brought forth?
0: Yeah, so um, I was excited to hear about this competition because uh, cybersecurity was something that's uh, really uh, big on everybody's mind. And, uh, you know, a lot of the attacks going uh, right now are being uh, undetected. So I have actually been kind of uh, researching uh, this field from a hardware side. When doing my PhD at U of T, I was kind of testing different devices, and uh, I got lots of ideas about how this could be prevented on a hardware level as well. So I, I was really excited by this competition, and I thought I would submit it, uh, my ideas just because, yeah, I, I was really interested in this area, and had, I always have lots of ideas how to solve problems.
3: So, Natalia, this is Mukul. Just wondered how you went about analyzing the problem and what inspired you to come up with the idea that you came up with.
0: Sure. Um, so, uh, basically, you know, you hear on the news all of these companies like Equitax, Avia, Deloitte having issues with cybersecurity. And um, sort of what I noticed when uh, kind of looking through uh, the, those cases is a lot of the um, kind of uh, threads are currently being. You know, there is lots of effort being put into uh, preventing the the attacks, which is understandable, but I noticed there is not quite as much um, attention being spent on detecting those uh, things early. In fact, only 30% of uh, the cybersecurity attacks are detected in-house. So, uh, I mean, this is a huge problem. There is lots of creative ways in which those attacks happen, and... We need basically better systems to better ways to detect those uh, things at the edge uh, or before they have a chance to spread. But, so, no, um,
1: go ahead, Natalia. When, I'm sorry.
0: Uh, so when I when I'm actually when I was doing my PhD, I was um, uh, assembling and testing different devices, different sensors, um, and uh, what I discovered is there is this patterns that you can uh, detect uh, and uh, characterize uh, through um, uh, artificial intelligence uh, models, uh, and you can actually detect uh, uh, the changes in those patterns very early. So, for example, if somebody is, uh, if the system is compromised, even on the early stages, those uh, performance signatures, so like heat, uh, CPU, other patterns change very quickly, uh, and basically you're able to um, differentiate them from the normal operation of the system. So um, basically and an attacker would leave a, a series of breadcrumbs as they are, um, um, as they are compromising the system, so that you can be, a, you can actually detect them before they have a, it, it has really a chance to spread. So huh? this is kind of this was interesting discovery. This is something that. Um, kind of inspired this idea going forward.
1: And when you're when you're thinking about this process, how much do you have playing into it the fact that so much of banking now is mobile, whether it be on your smartphone, on your tablet, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh this is actually part of the interesting uh aspects of the system is that it can work across uh, different types of devices. So, yeah, like we we are checking our banking accounts on our mobile all the time, our laptops, our uh, desktops. So basically you have to have a system that works throughout those uh, interfaces and works effectively uh, so that we can, you know, d- detect things and detect before they have a chance to spread through the banking channels. So, um, so part of this... Um, system is that we're actually going down to the very low level, to the hardware level, so we can, you know, with each new version of the devices, we have better and better ICs, the integrated circuits that go into those devices, and some, a lot of them are now enabled with uh, features that allow us to uh, run uh, machine learning models in real time to be able to detect changes in the operation of those systems. So this is a very interesting area, and I feel that it's been unexplored, and yeah, this is something that we have been doing, and realizing that there is a lot of opportunity to actually to exploit those parts of the system because this is something that um, is much harder uh, for the you know for for the cyber attacker to actually fake. Um, so they cannot really um, change the uh, hardware patterns easily as easily as they would be able to change the software that's running on the system and to hide their traces. So, and again, like, this is something that can be deployed across, uh, running across the devices. So this is, makes this very powerful to be able to, you know, run the script on your cell phone, on your tablets, on your right.
3: laptops. Great. Uh, Peter, so we just heard from Natalia the details of her idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, from your perspective, what is the significance of what she's describing for, for banks?
2: Well, it's, it's something that's very useful and, and uh, quite advanced and, and different from, from, I think, what a lot of banks have been looking at. Uh, the, a lot of the ideas that came from, from other teams in the challenge, uh, they were all very good ideas. They were dealing with things such as uh, four-factor authentication, uh, voice and facial recognition. This was a, a very unique approach from, from Natalia, uh, the, the idea of looking at a, a pattern or usage recognition on our devices, as, as you mentioned, uh, looking at mobiles and, and laptops and so on. It's, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a novel approach. And, and so it's something that, uh, that hopefully banks can uh, can take the idea and, and take forward and, and try to implement.
1: Has there already been reaction from banking institutions playing off of this contest and it, uh, Natalia's uh, winning concept, but also the
2: other concept as well? To to want to start to look to integrate some of these ideas. Uh, what well, was actually the banks that voted on on Natalia to, to be okay. the winner, right? Uh, so in terms of how we did the voting, we had a, a panel of four four judges, uh, which included uh, some bankers from uh, from within Canada and also some fintech experts, and also we did audience voting as well. So the actual members of the audience they also did uh, did online voting. So it was the the banking community itself that actually voted um, on the on the winner. And there was also a lot of engagement between the the banks and Natalia and the other team members. Um, So there is going to, I'm sure, be be a lot of, of these ideas taken forward.
1: You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Dan Loney here in our studios in Philadelphia. We are joined in the studio by Peter Ware of the Swift Institute and on the phone with Natalia Mikolova. We are talking about the uh, Swift Institute Student Challenge uh, and very interesting competition involving banking and uh, finding secure banking channels. Makul?
3: Peter, what happens next? Uh, uh, you said that the banks were very engaged with this idea. Uh, Is there any possibility that uh, some of them might get involved in uh, helping this become a reality and implement it at the banks in some way?
2: Uh, There is. That's something that would happen directly between the the banks and and Natalia. Um, So it's something that we're trying to to foster. We're trying to foster that uh, that engagement and and contact between the banks and, and students. And what happens next will be something that's. There's not a a direct relationship between the two of them. Uh, Natalia,
1: with the idea that you've brought forth, obviously, to a degree, you're gearing it directly to the banking uh, institution. But is this something that you believe can can kind of spread its wings and go beyond banking and look at other areas? Because seemingly, when you look at whether it's banking or retail or, you, you know, you can just run off the list of different sectors. Every one of these are concerned about secure channels for delivering content or delivering information.
0: Uh, yeah, 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 thank you for the comment. Yeah, exactly. This, I'm actually really interested in the area uh, of potentially scaling this solution. Like, I, I, I'm I, passionate about cybersecurity, and I think banking is a great place to start. But I, I feel like every day, you know, we have new channels through which we interact with our world and also we have new devices in our homes through which we interact, not just with the banking system, but, uh, you know, we have uh, IoT uh, devices, you know, we talk to uh, Alexa and so on. So we have uh, lots of those uh, things in our homes now and I feel like they they are really easy channels for uh, attackers to sometimes get into our system. So, you know, I think that the kind of system we have, like Pulse S, running on uh, pretty much any operating system, um, we can actually enable those uh, security at the edge of the network. So we can actually ha- make uh, pretty much any channel uh, more secure. So um, we have already started conversation with some banks in Canada and as well as internationally. So. I'm very fortunate to have been uh, part of uh, the Cybus competition, uh, but there is actually a lot of interest I received from uh, you know people in the IoT technology sector uh, who are developing these devices that we have we all have in our homes now. So uh, quite excited about the interest and um, about potential scalability of this.
3: So Peter, I understand that the Swift Institute next year will have uh, its conference in Australia. Uh, do you plan to stick with cybersecurity as, as the theme, or do you think you might uh, – what, what's coming up uh, for Swift Institute in, for next year?
2: Uh, so you're quite right, McCool. The, uh, the, the conference, the Cybers Conference that Swift hosts is an annual conference, and it moves around the world. Uh, so this year it's in Toronto. Next year it's going to be in Sydney, Australia. And so what we're doing is we are going to run the student challenge again through the, the Swift Institute, but we will come up with a different idea. Uh, so what we have done is gone to the Australian banking community and explained the, the concept of the challenge to them. There's a great deal of excitement there. And they are in the midst of coming up with the idea that is relevant to, to their community. So at this point, we don't know what the, the idea is. What we have done is we've already contacted 43 universities that exist across Australia to explain to them this is what Cybus is, this is what uh, the Swift Institute is, this is the idea behind the challenge, it's coming, we'll be launching hopefully by the end of of this year. We just don't know what the, the, the actual topic is yet. But despite that, there is actually a great deal of interest from universities.
1: The other interesting thing about about this past competition is that we focus on the business side of things and how this impacts businesses, giving them these, these potential secure channels, but for consumers as well. I, I mean, this has a, gr- a great potential benefit also because we think about uh, businesses a lot but we're talking about persons information which ends up being a very important factor of, of keeping that information safe. so to be able to do that and be able to run with that from this perspective that's a huge element towards uh, towards this competition but future
2: competitions as well and it is very much so so it, it, it's it's uh, about the the channels to to customers from banks so that could be corporate customers it could be the likes of you and I and uh, from a uh, retail perspective.
1: You're listening to knowledge of Wharton here on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio powered by the Wharton School. Dan Loney here in our studios in Philadelphia. We are joined by Peter Ware, who's the director of the Swift Institute, uh, also uh, by Natalia Mikolova, who is uh, a member of the winning team and she is a student at the University of Toronto. So Natalia, where do you where do you take this from here? Obviously you're making the connection with the banking institutions, but what are the next steps for you?
0: Right. Uh, so uh, our goal right now is we have this uh, system and we want to basically test it really out on all the possible use cases, uh, finalize the models and to really, you know, launch it with uh, a few partner uh, banking institutions to really, you know, showcase the benefits that it could provide. So it's, it, you know, as I, as I mentioned, it can be run on any system. It's uh, fairly low cost and fast to set up uh and uh, it's uh, you know it's an easy solution to implement and it could have a, a higher return on investment for banks so, so they're looking to, so to finalize the model and then launch it uh uh by, by next year
1: so the integration is a fairly simple thing uh with uh, yes. with whatever uh system that a, uh, that a bank may be working on
0: that's part of the advantages uh yes uh so that it can you know be installed on uh pretty much all of their uh devices and as well as customer interfaces uh and it can be uh, integrated uh, fairly quickly compared to existing systems um the deployment at scale is the advantage
1: was that a challenge for you in the process of, of developing this this concept the fact that banks do tend to run i would think at times on different systems
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, uh, banks uh, have uh, all of this infrastructure right now for uh, various types of divisions and both uh, internal interactions between the employees uh, as well as uh, with the customers. So that was one of the, you know, biggest um, aspects that we wanted to incorporate into the solution so that we could deploy a a cybersecurity system at scale so that you know, we could uh, detect uh, issues before they have a chance to spread through the network, which I think is one of the biggest concerns with the recent cases of um, companies being compromised
2: so with with banks they they do you're right they do operate on on very different systems from each other but even within a single bank itself they have multiple systems yeah that's right there's so many different uh, mergers and takeovers that have happened over the decades and and they all have these legacy systems that they try and, and put together so the idea of, of, uh, of Natalia having something that can be relatively easy to, to implement is going to be music to the bank's ears. It's a, it's a great, uh, great initiative.
1: Do, do you have to also, I mean, obviously you're dealing with the banks, but also do you have to, in terms of the implement, implementation of this, uh, Natalia, maybe you can answer this. Do you have to also consult with the, in this case, the Canadian government in terms of bringing something like this forth?
0: um i would say uh, to to some extent so uh, i mean currently this uh, you know this system as i said is it's uh, can be operated across uh, a number of different devices and it can be trained uh, on a number of different systems so uh, right now we're starting kind of small uh, you know really uh, validating on a very focused uh, case scenarios but later on as it expands i i do feel that it would be important to you know involve the government as well and really um because yeah cyber security is going to be key for all of our operations and it would be um important to think about it on a on the larger scale as well uh,
3: peter question for you uh, what Natalia is describing sounds very fascinating well, one thing I've noticed is that uh, as some banks have sort of retreated from some areas but a vast number of areas becoming either unbanked or there is a tremendous increase in the uh, financial inclusion with some of the fintechs entering the space, with people who are previously locked out of financial services now entering the financial services market through fintechs. Uh, Is the cybersecurity solution that Natalia has proposed relevant to those kinds of entities as well?
2: I think it is. Um, You're absolutely right that the more fintechs Open up their their systems and create new systems uh, to to provide banking services to to anyone and everyone around the world. It's creating more opportunities for cyber attack, mm. and so a lot of those those uh, smaller fintech companies they're not as as uh, well regulated if they're regulated at all compared to the banks. So the security that they put in place might not be as good as what the banks have in place. So so Natalia's idea could be very relevant to them. And I think it's absolutely necessary that a lot of those fintech companies, they try to, to adopt as uh, stringent security measures um, as, as possible.
1: Yeah, because as we've seen, especially in the last uh, couple of years, uh, the concerns about security for banking institutions, it's not just in the United States or in Canada, it is across every continent. Uh, every country right now, uh, and the need to be able to share that information is even greater than ever. I mean, I know companies may have a little bit of concern of doing that, but the partnerships, I think, within the banking institutions to make sure that you have the level of security that is necessary may be the top need uh, of all banks these days. Do you agree?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned about sharing of information. It's uh, something that we've we've explored from a, a research perspective, Looking at how banks can share information, uh, so so banks do um, share cyber threat information with each other, um, anyway. But we're always looking for for ways on how that can be improved. the The cyber attack, the the, the, uh, the people perpetuating cyber attacks, they actually operate as a business. Yeah, uh, they they buy and sell information from and, and to each other. And so from a, a protection point of view, the, the banks are increasingly starting to, to think along those lines as well. And it would uh, the same would be true for any other industry.
1: Well, and the other parts of it is also, is the concern that a lot of consumers have these days of the speed in which the information from a cyber attack or a breach of some kind is relayed to the public. And a lot of people within the IT community say that, you know, you need to have a certain amount of time to be able to digest what happened and be able to understand it. From that perspective, to a degree, maybe what Natalia is is talking about here is able to speed up this process so that you don't have that lag time and you don't have that great concern.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, she talked about early detection and the earlier that that those threats can be detected, then the more time that that banks and, and anyone else would have to uh, to be able to react to it. Natalia?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it takes on average ninety eight days to actually you know detect an attack. Sometimes up to years. So this is like this is very crazy that we still have to you know spend so much time uh detecting those things and part of the reason is that it's also becoming harder and harder to detect so you know there is new uh types of malware new types of you know zero day attacks and other types of um threats that are becoming more and more common so it's important to have systems that can um that don't need to be um signature based that can detect those kinds of attacks without any prior knowledge of the uh of the threat so this is where this uh, our system excels and it can detect patterns in a unsupervised manner so that it you know you don't you don't need to build up those signature libraries ahead of the time so that you can you can detect those
1: things early. I was going to say, do you think that we will get to a point, Natalia, where where potential breaks or are, are break-ins are, are done and figured out in real time?
0: Yes, uh, so that's the goal. Uh, our system runs in real time and continuously uh, tracking things, categorizing them, and evaluating uh, how risky they are. So I think that's key, actually, to be able to do that in real time. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll be in the same trouble that we currently have.
1: Natalia, thank you very much for your time today. Greatly appreciate it.
0: Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Writing.
1: Thank you very much, Peter. Great meeting you. Thank you for yeah, coming likewise. over. To thank you. you. McCool, as always, great seeing you. Thanks, Dan. Thank you as well. Peter Ware, director of the Swift Institute. Natalia Mikulova, who's a student at the University of Toronto, and uh, also Mukul Pandya of Knowledge at Wharton.
0: For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.